Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. So let's welcome in our guy Richard Davenport on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Richard, uh, could you not could you not pitch it to your bosses at Whole Hog Sports, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, to send you to the Bahamas this week? I'm surprised you're not down there, man, for recruiting purposes. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's shocking. I'll be honest with you because uh, they recruit the Bahamas uh, pretty heavily, and uh, yeah. I'm pretty disappointed. I, I did pitch it in. Uh, uh, for whatever reason, they shot it down. Yeah, there's a couple six stars down there uh, in multiple sports. I, I I just can't believe you're not there. Well, I mean, it, I, you, you know, there's some uh, soccer players down there, so <laughs> at least I could have done that. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know, I know the real answer. You're like me, RD. Hey, I'm not missing Thanksgiving. I'm not missing Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> I mean. Uh, we can go where Bahamas, or I can eat uh, Mama's mashed potatoes and turkey and dressing. I'll I'll take the turkey and dressing. Yeah, you know, you, you know, as you uh, you you do a certain uh, gig for a while, you, it's it's kind of like uh, that saying, "Been there, done that." So mm-hmm. uh, uh, let's just do uh, Thanksgiving. I'm there. I did. I did find it interesting. Musk was talking about this place is very special to his late father, who recruited a couple marquee guys, uh, including uh, Michael Thompson, uh, Clay Thompson's dad, who I had no idea was from the Bahamas area, but that was evident. So this is a. This is a very sentimental and significant place for uh, for Eric and his family, Richard. Yeah, that's that's pretty special. I, I tell you what, if you really talk to Eric about his dad, I mean it 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 uh, it, it was a special relationship that he he obviously uh, he he misses. I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. I mean, why, why would you? I mean, when you. Yeah, you know, when you you have a you know, have a parent and and they're no longer here, I think we all have that uh, that feeling uh, when when you when you you've gone through something similar. So uh, yeah, I imagine uh, imagine there, there there's some definitely some uh, emotional uh, thoughts and things going through his mind uh, being down there. From a recruiting standpoint, Richard, these trips how how are they part of the pitch? When they're talking to portal players, talking to high school kids, you know they've been to the, they've been obviously to the Bahamas now, Maui last year. They're going to San Diego next year. Um, when you talk to to players and parents, I would think some of these uh, marquee destinations would have to be enticing as, or maybe tiebreakers when choosing a school. I, I think they definitely help. Yeah, I mean, kids will mention. Uh, uh, stuff like that occasionally, not a lot, but uh, occasionally. Uh, and, and, and you know, let's face it, a, a lot of kids have, have sometimes have not been out of the country and uh, just, they haven't really traveled more than just regionally, where from whatever state that they're from. So, uh, yeah, it's a big deal to be able to travel to places that uh, maybe you you've read about or you've always wanted to. To uh, travel to, so yeah, it it it, it, it it's a it's yeah. a plus for recruiting. 
Yeah. Uh, Richard Davenport with us on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. We were listening to something Devo said yesterday, and he, he made the comment he had never left the state, just an Arkansas kid who had never been out of the state and until uh, he became a player at Arkansas, and he's been to Europe, he's been to Hawaii, now the Bahamas, all over this country. I mean, even I, I kind of joked, even to Starkville, Mississippi. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, I'll be honest with you. I mean, that, that, I've heard that, too, from kids. Not a lot, but uh, a few kids have said, you know, this very similar for whatever whatever state they're they're from. So then, you know, they they hadn't even left their state. So, and uh, yeah, trips to Starkville, Mississippi, just 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 the just the most uh, I guess most unappealing for most people is a big deal for kids that obviously haven't traveled. So, and, and, and I mean, that's the great thing about uh, uh, college athletics. A lot of these kids. That you, what I've what I've been been able to see and 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 experience a lot of these kids when I talk to them in high school, uh, you can tell that you know they're they're shy they're they're not that confident you know, they're 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 uh, they they have a long way to go you know in development just like all of us uh, at, at that age and then about three four or five years later you know after they're at Arkansas. Man, you, you're talking to a totally different uh, young man, and a, a much more confident and, and more seasoned, and 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 a guy that uh, has been around, uh, you know, and, and experienced things that uh, he never would have experienced most likely if he hadn't gone to, gone to college. Richard Davenport with us here on the Morning Rush on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. RD Tommy brings up Starkville. It's one of the teams you lost to in football this season. You also lost to a team from Oxford. We always talk about the M schools. You got another one coming in here on Friday. How much more difficult is it going up against, I would think those are your biggest competitors for kids when you could potentially lose to all three of them in the course of one season? Yeah, I mean, you, you always want to have those bragging rights. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sales pitch, there's no doubt about it. And uh, when Arkansas beats those guys, I mean, they use it. And when uh, those schools beat Arkansas, they use it. So, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something that, uh, you, you know, if you, if you, uh, come up on the short end of the stick, uh, you, you gotta, you know, kind of overcome and kind of, uh, point out some other things that are, are in your favor. So, uh, yeah, it, it's something that, uh, uh, the schools that uh, want to, if they come out with the W, that they, they definitely push. I know Eli Drinkwood's got a big time recruit, uh, the defensive end, one of the two five stars in this state, along with Ryan Winko. How much is that rule that high school kids, if they're going to an in state, they sign with an in state school, can start making money out of high school? How much is that helping Missouri, Missouri State, and other schools within the school within the state up north? That's a good question. I, I would tend to think it helps. Now, is is it something that uh, you know that you know, is a, a deciding factor in a lot of uh, situations? You know, as far as recruiting, uh, I, I don't know. I really haven't dived into that much, but I tend to think it is is, is definitely a plus. Uh, so uh, it's it's something that uh, you know that you know, a kid has to consider, especially if they want to try to cash in, you know, early. So uh, I think it's, uh, you know, it's something that is favorable to each state that has that. Richard Davenport with us here on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. All right, let's get into some meat and potatoes. We, you know, it's a few days old, but um, the announcement from Hunter Juracek or the tweet after telling the team that Sam Pittman would be back and be the coach next year. 
What are some of the what's some of the feedback you've gotten as you've talked to recruits? I'm sure you've you've inquired with some folks that uh, are part of that 18 commit list. What's the reaction? Relieved. Uh, uh, now they they, they know. Uh, anytime you you know you, you see speculation and, and you hear stuff and there's talk of uh, a coach may not be may may not be in back. Uh, uh, the next season that uh, creates uh, uncertainty and uncertainty is the worst thing you can have for recruiting, especially, uh, you know, for, for your kids that are committed to you and they have 18 commitments. Obviously they lost one in Courtney Crutchfield. Uh, but, uh, I think they've done an excellent job of kind of weeding through this and, and, and until they got the, the notification that uh, coach Pittman would be back, uh, I think that helps obviously tremendously, uh, yeah, I think it's an understatement. Uh, whether they hang on to all eighteen, uh, we'll find out. I think they're in good shape with with all of them, but at the same time, uh, it, it's recruiting, and we still have uh, a few more weeks till December the twentieth, uh, the first uh, the uh, first early sign signing day. So uh, uh, it's 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 obviously a relief for the coaches being you know being able to tell them, hey, we told you we're coming back. We're coming back and and uh, now the kids kids know and, and then it helps them obviously still with the 25 and 26 classes too uh that's the that's the biggest thing when you have coaching changes coaches uh the new staff has to come in and start developing the relationships not only with the the immediate class say the 24 class but uh the the the, the classes beyond the the class that you're going to be bringing in uh that's 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 a big key. They, they've developed those relationships with the 25s and 26s, and maybe even some 27s. And now they can t- can continue to do that, and uh, and and that's a that's going to pay dividends uh, later on. I mean, uh, in recruiting, the reality is NIL is a huge part in a growing consideration. Coach Pittman talked about uh, something's coming down the pipe in in. Um in in the NIL world for this program. Uh, don't have the details yet, but I think when he made that comment the other day publicly, he wanted people like us on this show talking about it, being talked about, because I think he wants recruits to know. That, that, that's my opinion. Um, something big's getting ready to happen, and I think that's going to be a shot in the arm for, for what he has to offer at this program. Well, there's no doubt about it. Uh, when, when, you know, kids are going through the recruiting process, they want to know that, uh, a school will have a, you know, a, a large enough uh, pie to, to spread among the among the team, and and that's something that uh, you know I'm sure he was trying to, like you said, trying to get get out and let uh, kids uh, you know know you come to the University of Arkansas, you most likely you're going to be compensated. So, uh, but at, uh, at the same time, it's just uh, you know you have to continue to. To build upon uh, you know what you got and and try to reach uh, a level that is uh, I guess on par with all the other SEC schools if you can do that and uh, that's that's obviously going to pay uh, uh, pay off in recruiting. Richard, Tommy mentioned meat and potatoes earlier. As we wrap you up here on a day before Thanksgiving, what does a Davenport Thanksgiving spread look like? You know, I'm not a turkey guy. Uh, I'll do some ham, mashed potatoes for sure. I got to have some gravy. Uh, you know, uh, definitely the uh, uh, dressing. Now, 
my wife uh, is from Nebraska, so in Nebraska and in the northern states, they do stuffing. So if uh, you know if if uh, if I don't get enough uh, dressing, I get I get some stuffing, and I, I like the stuffing too. To be honest with you, and then obviously hit the desserts. Uh, uh, but I'll be <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm driving tomorrow, probably about uh, six six seven hours. Uh, I don't want to get too too heavy tomorrow because uh, I tell you what, those eyes start getting a little heavy. Yeah. So, so are you going to Nebraska and then coming back to Fayetteville for the game? No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously you know moving to to Northwest Arkansas. I got to drive down to Central Arkansas where my family basically uh-huh. still lives. So uh, and then I'll have to drive back up. Okay. Yeah. Well, safe travels, man. I'll see you on Friday in the press box. Okay. Sounds good, buddy. Always look forward to seeing you, bud. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, so you heard Richard there talking about ham. Big C, you mentioned you like ham better than turkey on Thanksgiving, right? I do. I think there's going to be both at our house. You've got the smoked turkey. I mean, I like got, both, but you, it's not Thanksgiving without turkey. Yeah, I, I've always thought it's Thanksgiving turkey and Christmas ham. Now, I'm good with either. Jamie May says that honey baked ham, I know our friends in Hot Springs, that's where uh, oh, a lot I, of people I, there's go. There's honey baked ham uh, in Springdale or in Fayetteville at uh, Fiesta Square and had lunch there the other day. They got these little sliders that they make they're good oh man are they good i will consume turkey this thanksgiving so you're not an anti don't get me you just wrong prefer ham yes okay uh, i can deal with that my dad says his fried turkey is good so i don't know i might try that yeah fried turkey's generally very moist and delicious i've fried turkeys before it's very i good. prefer smoked but uh nothing wrong with the fried turkey well it was interesting to hear richard talk about him his plans on tomorrow or tomorrow he's going to central arkansas where most of his family is in little rock and then coming back for the game and i I was listening to halftime yesterday and there was an interesting call i think it was keith and fort smith talking about he's not necessarily 100 percent on board with decision but his butt's going to be in the seat in donald w reynolds Razorback stadium on friday there is i think again we had a call just like that yesterday morning yeah so there there's a Growing, I feel like sentiment in the fan base that not all of you agree with what Hunter Yurichek decided to do with the football program. I don't blame you. I think there's some issues there that hopefully Sam can can fix. I don't know if he's going to though. What I do know about Sam Pittman is again he's trying to instill the importance of this football game. Come Friday, heard it from Campbell and Hudson Clark. Heard it from Dominique Johnson. By the way, Dominique, if I remember correctly, was originally committed to Missouri. Ultimately, ended up at Arkansas. KJ Jefferson as well, who had his best game initially as a Razorback against the Tigers when he took over for Franks. But here's what Pittman said earlier this week about the Missouri game. I think it's important. I don't know that it's going to hurt us in recruiting if we happen to not win, but I I know it could really, really help us and get a spark in everything, and that's the plan. I mean, we're going out, obviously, to play really well. You know, we haven't beat a ranked team opponent this year, and we have the previous, I guess, all three of the other years, but that would be our opportunity to to do that. So, So two things there. One, for the fans that doubt and don't believe Sam Pittman is the guy moving forward, this would be a way to get some of them back. Not say all of them, but some of them back into the season. Two, you heard that there, the ranked opponent. I hadn't thought about that until Coach Pittman said it. Mm-hmm. You go back to 2008, different circumstances, but Arkansas was 4-7 and seven heading into the LSU game at home in Little Rock. You beat the Tigers, you're 5-7, and seven, you jumpstart to a better year in 2009, and we know how it went in 2010-2011. I'm not saying that's going to go like here, but... 
for all the things that have gone wrong this season, if you somehow, some way pulled it out against this football team, who's really good, who you would argue is the third best team in the SEC, that would give fans something to latch on to heading into next year. You cannot. The one thing that cannot, I mean, winning would be great, but it's not, it's not an absolute. But what you absolutely cannot do is have another Auburn-like performance. You cannot have some kind of 55-3 to outcome in this that Missouri just works you over on your home field. That is the one thing. If you lose and it's competitive, people can live with that. You can, you can spend that in recruiting. If it's another 48-10, to there's going to be people asking for Hunter to reconsider. Yeah. And that, that's not going to happen, but that, that's the calls we will get. Angry fan will show back up. And angry fans sitting there right underneath the surface. Sam Pittman, the one thing you cannot let happen is another Auburn-esque type performance. How does Sam Pittman and the coaches motivate the players differently than they have? Because we know how they've played at home. There's got to be something extra to get them motivated for this game because uh, it's an important game. It's the last game of the year. It's your final memory. Man, yeah. it's the last thing you see. It's the last It's the last thing you got to pitch and sell to transfer portal players that you'll be talking to. It's the last thing you got to sell to the players on your roster you want to keep. Yeah. It's the last thing you got to sell to parents and kids that are in the 24, 25, 26 class. I mean, this is this is big from, from a mm-hmm. lot of angles. So you can't crap the bed. You can't go out there and get worked over 49 to 7. Because, I mean, we'll all have the same opinion at that point. Yeah. Jason, Southwest Missouri says you're spot on, and I agree with you. I would if You lose 28-24? Ah, I mean, it's a good Missouri team. You lose 35-28? They're a good team. They're going yeah. to a New Year's Day 6. You get beat 55-4? to four. How in the hell did four. we get four? You how did they ever snap that ball over his head? <laughs> twice. <laughs> twice. No matter how good Missouri is. We should never expect to get blown yeah. out. No. I never. was personally happy Missouri beat Florida because I like the idea of being able to knock them off the pedestal, especially, again, you heard Campbell and Hudson Clark's comments that they were smoking cigars after getting to bowl eligibility last year. And I would say based on the calls and based on the text that we have received this week and the interactions that I've had and the people I've talked to regardless of age, I mean, I talked to fans that are 18, I talked to fans that are 65, I would say there's more people off the Sam Pittman train right now than on. They understand where Hunter's coming from. Some argue it's a money thing, whatever. Sam, this is a chance for you to get them back on your side if you win this game. And to your point, you can't get blown out. And if you lose close, there's still going to be a lot of fans that are disgruntled with the way their football program is right now with that what would conclude a 4-8 and eight year. But if you somehow, some way beat this football team on Friday – you're going to have more than 50% of the fan base on your side. I would argue right now there's more than 50% that are against Sam Pittman moving forward. Well, Sam Pittman alluded to a change in NIL. His attitude and the way he spoke about NIL on Monday was much different than Saturday. True or not? Fair? Fair Mm -hmm. comment? I mean, I think if you've watched both press conferences, you'd have that conclusion. Something's going to happen. I I, Early next week, sometime next week, there's... There's clearly a change coming with NIL. He has tipped his hand to let us know that's happening. That tells me Hunter Yurichek understands things have to change with NIL because Arkansas is not, they don't have as many bullets as the other teams that they're competing against. 
is it fair to fire a coach who doesn't have the resources? We used to think about facilities, and we used to think about, you know, all those kind of things that made a difference, your uniforms, the way you traveled. Well, none of that matters. They all have great facilities and travel well. The reality is you've got a coach that clearly, based on his comments, has not been operating with without at least part of one hand tied behind his back. Yeah. Well, and is it fair to fire a coach that hasn't had a fair chance to compete? And the fairness aspect, and this is something we'll never fully understand or never fully get the information on, but I think all of us understand that we're not going to be in the same level of Georgia, Alabama, LSU. Maybe there's another team that I'm including the SEC. But that's not but, the expectation. But, but I'm asking is, has the differential, has the deficit been that much against the likes of Missouri, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State? We no. have no idea if that's the case. If it's I, been the same. We might not, but you think Hunter does? Of course he does. That's his job to know. It's his job but, to know how much money Ole Miss has, how much money Missouri has, how much money Mississippi State has. Because that's how I measure this program. I don't measure this program against Alabama, LSU, and Georgia. Yeah, you may occasionally beat those guys, but I want to year in, year out, be as good as the 3Ms. But don't and we, if you're not, something's wrong. Don't we consistently talk about numbers being inflated and having no idea what they actually are? I don't know how It's Hunter Juracek's job to know. He's the athletic director. It's his job to know what those numbers are. I think he does, and I think he understands that you're behind. And based on what Sam said, something's going to change. Celebrate the magic of Christmas at the Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in the historic Venetian Dining Room this Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. From 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., your Christmas dinner includes a salad bar, carving station, hot buffet items, and desserts featuring traditional and unique items. Over 12 dine for $58 per person, under 12 for $29, and under 6 eat free. Reservations required must have a credit card to hold reservation. Call 501-623-7771 or log on at arlingtonhotel.com slash dining for reservations and complete menu items. Call or text the McClarty Daniel hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Jawan is in Fayetteville this morning. Jawan, what's up, man? How's it going, Ty? Oh, it's good. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving. Doing well. Happy Thanksgiving. What's on your mind, man? I'm just calling in. 
I'm just calling in to talk about the Razorbacks, man. Come on. Everybody man. is wanting Coach Pity out, but I think we did the best thing for our program. We have to realize that last time, whenever we got rid of Chad Morris, we went through a lot of candidates. A lot of guys turned us down, and it was hard for us to find the coach. Coach Pittman is the only one who wanted to be here. So if we would have fired him this time, now you have Texas A&M looking for a coach. You have Syracuse looking for a coach. You have Mississippi State looking for a coach. I don't think we really wanted to get into that roulette again of trying to find a new coach and erasing the whole program. When you look at the entirety of the season, if we beat Alabama, would everybody be screaming they wanted Coach Pittman to be fired? We played them within three points with they doubled up LSU whenever they played them this season. Mm-hmm. I also look at we played this full season without our best player, which is Rocket Sanders. And then we found a couple other offensive weapons. As soon as we found Luke Hawes, and he started making an impact on our team, he got injured. Yep. So if you add in those two guys right there, and maybe even a Sam Baki who got injured before the season even started <clears throat> with a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could have got a little more production on the offensive side of the ball. Now, I understand that the offensive line is horrible, but we can only make an excuse for that so much. There's not really many good offensive lines in the Southeastern Conference. Anybody who thinks Alabama has a good offensive line, they really don't. I think Arkansas had about four sacks in that game. Landon Jackson, he had the game of his life against the side. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody needs to relax, see what Coach Pittman is going to do on the recruiting trail, because Arkansas, we're not playing on equal footing. I think if you sign with the University of Texas as an offensive lineman, you get 20000 That's whether you play it down or not. You get that just to sign with those guys. So for us to compete, we are going to have to put out some NIL money. Because I look at the Razorbacks, the only place that we're really lacking is in the trenches. Yeah. Skill position-wise, we go tit-for-tat with anybody. And I'm not talking about stars. I'm talking about production. Jalen Braxton, nobody can tell me that. He's not one of the best young freshman cornerbacks in the country. Mm-hmm. The guy's one player of the week a couple of times on the defensive side of the ball. Also, I see a lot of other bright freshmen that are going to be really good for the Razorbacks coming up. Spence, he'll be a good guy, uh, good player. And I've seen other good young players. Well, Juwan, you're you're, also, we're not Juwan, you're just you're too reasonable and you're making too much sense, man. You you're not angry enough this morning. Oh, I love Coach Pittman and I and I'm behind him one hundred percent. I'm a Razorback. Yeah. So uh, I really appreciate everything he did. He cleaned up our defense and he can only fix one side at a time. So going into next season, whenever we're not playing Alabama, I don't think we play Auburn either. Uh we've swapped those out for a couple of other games, and we're going to have an easier schedule, I think we're guaranteed for more success. All right. John, thanks for the call. I I think you made a lot of reasonable points. And, uh, you know, I don't think everyone in the fan base, and sometimes it gets depicted on a sports talk radio show where we do take a a lot of calls from angry fans, feel the way, uh, you know, I think Jawan's on that other side that probably doesn't get heard enough from because not everybody I've talked to wanted coach fired. And I think Jawan represents us a bigger part of the fan base than we probably hear from. And I think there's some truth to the idea that you'd have to compete against Texas, not necessarily Syracuse, but Texas A&M and Mississippi State if you were to let him go at this point. And you're hoping that NIL comes through if it's like Coach Pittman indicated earlier this week. And I I wouldn't necessarily go toe-to-toe with you've got skilled position players that can compete with anyone. Your wide receivers are way down the list, but you do have a promising young defense like Jalen Braxton and other guys. 
that you're excited about. All right, let's go down to the Bahamas on the McCarty Daniel Hotline where our friend Matt Zimmerman is now with us. Coach, what happened with the uh, the flight delay earlier this week on Monday? What were you guys having to go through with? Oh, yeah, that kind of started us off. But you know what? It was good. We were leaving early on Monday. We don't play till Wednesday night, so it was good. You kind of build that in in basketball. You know, it's funny. You travel with football. There's hardly any delays. The weather's nicer. You kind of have a plane that's your plane, period. And we did have one flight delay in football this year. I think that's the first one in five years I've been a part of. They're, they're always on time. But in basketball, you get into weather, and there's everyone's chartering. All these teams, and especially these, like a Thanksgiving week, you got everybody chartering. And women's basketball teams are chartering. And volleyball charters now. There's there's just literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of planes needed. And when they get behind, you're behind. And we found out, we were, I was going to leave the house Monday at 8 o'clock. And then, it's, then they said, hey, for an hour and a half delay, and you wait. And then it's another delay. I ended up just going to the office. So we left about five hours late. But uh, I know it's been kind of been made a big deal. I thought it wasn't really that big of a deal. We still got here Monday night. And so instead of getting here you know, earlier in the afternoon, we, we got here six or seven o'clock and you know, we still got here like 48 hours before tip off. So I think that's why you yeah. try to leave early to build in in case you have any problems like that. Just have dude, that built in. Dude, that's five hours of pool and beach time that was missed out on. What are you talking about? It's not a big deal. Well, that's true, Tommy. And, and coach, uh, <laughs> you know, as you can imagine, coach doesn't take those delays. Well, he, yeah, he doesn't take them very good. No, I don't imagine. <laughs> No, no, he's not. He's not. Uh, he's not real happy about that stuff. There's really, it's out of your hands. It was not funny, but it started the day before with that charter, and it was coming out of the Bahamas. I think there was a there was a couple of women's tournaments here, and I think it was Kansas State women. And they they were delayed getting out, and it was several hours for uh, I think maintenance issues. And then Monday there was some bad weather going through, and uh, so we had a we had a combo of maintenance, and then getting there getting a yeah. flight crew. Because uh, the flight crew timed out because of the delays, and so you know the FAA's got at least flight crew, crew hour rules that hit us, and then there was weather, so it was just a combo. But it ended up being five hours. Yeah. We're good. It's a it's a beautiful place. It's nice. I haven't seen a ton, but uh, you know, got out yesterday and, and, and got in a good walk, and it, it's beautiful. It's in the eighties. It's really nice. And you got eight teams walking around the same hotel. Yeah. So, you know, we're all eyeing each other. We're looking at each other since uh, <laughs> Monday night. Everybody's looking at each other, you know. And I had a conversation yesterday with Javon Quinterly, who's in Memphis. And we played him about eight times, it seems like, at uh, Alabama. And I, I said, hey, you know, we're, not, we're not playing you no more. It's going to be weird playing Alabama and not playing Javon Quinterly. And he smiled. And he said, well, we might still play here. And I said, yeah, we might. And then he said, well, I don't have to come to Fayetteville this year. So it's uh, it's all good. You see some of these kids you've seen for a while, but it's going to be an awesome tournament. Yeah, great, great field. North Carolina, Villanova, Michigan, and Memphis. You'll play the winner of that. Arkansas and Stanford yeah. in the late game tonight. Northern Iowa's there. Texas Tech's some some big brand names. Tell us about Stanford. Uh, that's Arkansas's opponent tonight. That's uh, going to be a game at six thirty. That I think a lot of fans around our state will settle in in front of a a game on real TV for the first time on a holiday right. week, and I think a lot of people are going to be watching and listening to, the Ra- listening to the Razorbacks tonight. Absolutely. You know, and even Friday in the loss to Greensboro, you know, a lot of people have to go to high school football, and it's SEC Network Plus. Uh, probably half of our fan base has got that figured out, and probably the half don't. So you're, you're right. It's going to be the first time people are really going to 
get to study this team as much. And they're pretty good. I talked to Jared House yesterday. He's the head coach at Stanford. Uh, he was an old Roy Williams assistant. He grew up in California. I've known him for years. And he was head coach at UAB at one time. And I'd coached at UAB, not with him, but just knew Jared. And he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a very good coach. And, you know, he's, he's, he likes his team, but he's also worried that they have not been very good in, in the last few years. And he's a good coach. He's just trying to get them back there. He's got some young guys that he's, you know, feels good about, but they, they stubbed their toe. You know, they lost a home game, but they got smacked pretty good by Santa Clara. And so I think that showed him that, hey, we got, we got a whole lot of work to do. And for them, their work has got to be on the defensive end. They got some guys that can score a little bit, but they struggle on defense. And, that, and that's what he told me. One of their assistants, Robbie and Saul, I've known Rob too. He was the head coach of UAB also after Jared Haas left. And, uh, he said the same thing. He said, man, we just, our defense has been a struggle. So I think if you're Arkansas, you got to really be in attack mode against Stanford and you got to be, we got to be on the drive or on cuts to the basket and throwing the ball to cutters. We can always kick it out and maybe get an open three. I thought, I thought against Greensboro when we went four for 23, a lot of them were off the dribble and a lot of them were just passing around the perimeter three. We'll, we'll make some of those too. We just seem to be better off when we got guys attacking and driving it, and Devo and L and Tremont attacking, and then they can kick it to their open teammate. I think a pass coming from that direction helps them. But, uh, you know, they got a 7 1 guy. They got this guy, Renard, number 42. He's from Paris, and he's, he's a big, strong kid. They say he majors in mathematics. And I was like, wow. And they said, oh, yeah, he's a, he is a sharp guy, and he is a big dude. And so that's a guy I know coaches put some emphasis on in this scouting report. And you can imagine the scout. It's been very detailed because we lost on Friday night. So coach practiced on Saturday, Sunday, Monday morning before we left. You know, and then yesterday we got we got about an hour on the court, guys, and then we went to this other little ballroom and got about another hour. And it was pretty detailed. Here's one for you. You remember Peja Stoyakovich, who was a good player oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. in the NBA for a long time. His son, you guys have probably talked about this on the air, but he's a, he grew up in California. Of course, his dad played in the NBA a long time, and uh, he'll be wearing number two, and he's a true freshman, and he's a scorer. Now, they, they don't even about his defense. I think you know he's one of those guys that's had a little trouble adjusting to keeping guys in front of him. And so, but he's a good player. I mean, he's, he's like his dad. He's, he's a big, he's a little different player than his dad, but he's, he's big like that, six seven. They got a little guard, Jared Bynum. He's about 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, It'll be interesting to watch him go against the older Arkansas big, you know, we got big athletic guards. And he's a really small guard. He's a Maryland kid, was at Providence. Hey, he majors in policy, organization, and leadership studies. The same thing Ty Richardson did not major in in Arkansas. <laughs> so, uh, Ty is not big on policy, organization, and leadership studies. You know, they got a bunch of these guys majoring in computer science. So, I mean, it's, it's Stanford, you know, and it's it's really interesting. I was, when I was talking to Rob, their assistant, yesterday, he was like, man, it's the real. I said, is it that hard, really? He said, it's very hard. It's the real deal. And I said, Man, good luck next year going to North Carolina and Duke and North Carolina State and all these trips they're going to be making across the country because of this crazy realignment. And uh, I don't think he was too excited about that. Z, I was talking to a Stanford grad in Omaha a couple of years ago, and he asked where I went to school, and I said, Harvard of the South. And he was like, Vanderbilt? 
I said, no, Arkansas. And it's like same curriculum, same tough yeah. academic structure oh, yeah. at, at both schools to this point. Well, yeah. You speak about defense, Z. I know Must was very frustrated after the UNC Greensboro loss about their defense. I was looking up some numbers. Arkansas is ranked in the top 20 in defense last three years. They've been really good. This yeah. year's team is is taking a little more time on that. And uh, he's talked about making adjustments. What adjustments do you foresee starting tonight and maybe this week that we haven't seen to this point in the regular season? I think the biggest adjustment he'll make, I think he'll change the lineup a little bit. Yeah. Um, at least one guy, maybe two. Um, I do think he's doing that motivation um, to get guys a little bit more inspired on defense. And like L. Ellis is a has become a better defensive player, and he got beat some off the dribble. And he wasn't the only one because those two Langley brothers were, were good players at Greensboro. But you know, L. and uh, L. is is such a good offensive player. And I think L. will tell you, hey, I've I've had to get a lot better on defense at Arkansas. He's made me. But I do think Coach is going to continue to to try to you know get guys maximum potential on on guarding and the, the defense overall as a team helping each other when one of them gets beat, people rotating. There, there were some times in Greensboro where we got beat and no one the rotation would be too slow or it wouldn't be at all. And then sometimes Greensboro would do what what we're talking about. They just kick it out to a wide open shooter and they'd knock down a big three. And so. Uh, I do think there's some scheme stuff on defense. He's, he's trying to adjust, but I think he's also trying to get guys motivated, whether it's Debo or L or, uh, you know, Tremont's a great defensive player, you know, and, and he's, he's like, Tremont, you got to be better. And so he's, I think he's very motivated, um, with getting these guys better. And we need to, you know, we've been blocking shots, but sometimes it's not all about blocking shots. I mean, you got to keep guys in front of you and you got to keep drives off. And really, and rebounding guys is something this team's got to get better at. This is not a small Arkansas team. We have big guards, and we've you know you got Trevin Brazil, you got Mackay, you got you know Chandler, and Chandler's been you know he's he's got the old Memphis Tigers where he was at for four years. They're roaming around the hotel, same place. That'll be interesting. We end up playing Memphis in the second game, but um, you know we've got guys that are long and big and athletic, and we, we've got to rebound better, and that'll help our defense. Steve, we'll get you out of here on this one. This starts an, an incredibly impressive four-game stretch, three games in the Bahamas, then Duke next Wednesday. What do these yeah. four games mean to the season? And from a historical perspective, what do you think the night with Duke may mean to this program long term? Uh, yeah, you know, speaking of Duke, the coach said that yesterday in the press conference. about No one in the country, he didn't feel like he's played tough for four games, but you have to be a little bit careful on that because you watch some of these games on TV. There's some people playing some big-time games. And so, you know, we get to start with Stanford, which is a team that's, you know, picked towards the bottom of, of the Pac-12. So we need to take care of business here and and then move on. And the, the games are tough, as you said. I've got sports rankings in the, you know, I think Carolina's 14, we're 20. You know, <laughs> Memphis is right outside the top 25. You know, but it's not a it's not a tournament full of all top five and top eight teams. So Arkansas's got a just as good an opportunity to win this tournament as anybody. But it is a tough four game stretch. It is a tough stretch. I do like the fact, Tommy, that we're playing Duke game four and we're not we're not sitting in Fayetteville right now with a couple bye games. We're playing teams from small leagues, say uh, tonight or Saturday or Sunday. And our guys are already sitting around thinking about Duke, 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 Duke. And they, they can't do that here. We've got three 
you know, high major games here that we're going to have to play. So there's no time right now. Duke is, you know, next Wednesday. It's already, it's already yeah. Wednesday now. So it's coming, but we've got time. But historically, that's a big deal. You know, we have had only four games with Duke. It feels like I've been at all four of them. And it feels like uh, we've played 30 games with Duke because it has such huge, you know, national championship implications in, in three of those four games. And the other one was a huge game in the in the preseason NIT the year after we uh, months after we played them in the Final Four, and Arkansas beat them in Madison Square Garden. I mean, it's it's a big deal. And yeah. of course, last time we played them was a big deal. It was for a Final Four berth. It's a it's a big game. But at the end of the day, you know how much these games will affect March. It, it's hard to say that. You know, it can really help our confidence. It can help our national seed and all that. But at the end of the day. These aren't games that are going to hurt you too bad. And looking at this bracket, there's a chance you could play North Carolina and Duke in back-to-back games. I mean, <laughs> I know, you know, <laughs> that's pretty, I'm glad that's you pretty said big. That. that is pretty big. And you know, I thought about that like a couple of months ago when I was looking at it. I was like, I was glad Carolina was. And to me, the way they did this bracket, you know, they're, they're very nice to the team, so they don't come out and say, "Hey, Stanford, you're the eight seed," you know, but. I, that they, they still see tournaments. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's a reason Arkansas and North Carolina aren't playing today, okay? And so the tournament organizers still do a seeding. And uh, we're either the one seed in this deal or we're the two seed, and Carolina's the opposite. And so, uh, you know, based on who Carolina's playing, I think that uh, they probably were the one seed and we were the two seed in this thing. Stanford was the 17th seed. And uh, so it's really interesting to me how they seeded this out. But, yeah, we could. it would be awesome to play Carolina. To me, the most fan base I've seen down here is Arkansas and North Carolina uh, as far as fans walking around these hotels and this property in Atlanta. So um, Stanford, unfortunately, for them, they just hadn't seen hardly anybody. Remember how in Omaha it was that way. You know, and they do have a fan base that's just hard. They don't travel as much. I think them guys are all working pretty hard. They're at the Quiz Bowl meet this weekend, Z. They're not at school. I'm not saying that. I'll say it. I'll say it. Well, Z, we appreciate it, man. I know you got to run. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, guys. Enjoy your families. I'm going to miss my family, but it's nice to be here. But you guys enjoy your families and. Appreciate you guys. Mrs. Right. Pat, Mr. Ott. Yep. We'll wish them well this holiday season. All right. We'll be listening for you tonight right here on ESPN Arkansas and hitthatline.com. Matt Zimmerman from the Bahamas at the Battle for Atlantis. Thanks, Z. All right. Matt Zimmerman with us here. Good breakdown of this tournament, this game. And yeah, I didn't even tell us just looking at the bracket, talking to him, it clicked in. Hey, you could play North Carolina and Duke potentially. Right. It's not a guarantee. But, uh, but if you won your first two and North Carolina wins their first two, they played Northern Iowa. Uh, that's how it could potentially uh, line up for the Razorbacks. It's football season at your neighborhood Buffalo Wild Wings. And with 64-inch TVs, beer, burgers, and, you know, wings, Buffalo Wild Wings is the best choice to watch the big game. So bring the gang and join us this football season at your local Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings, beer, wings, sports, and your home for any game. Roar! 
Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Well, tonight the Arkansas Razorbacks will open uh, their action in the Bahamas. In the battle for Atlanta's taking on Stanford, we'll have the coverage tonight for you at 6.30. Uh, that's tip-off time. Pre-game begins at 6 o'clock. We'll have a full carry-up to the uh, game with the Ruskin and Zach show this afternoon, and you can listen here in Arkansas online at hitthatline.com. Arkansas and Stanford, the first of three, tie in the Bahamas. And uh, looking forward to uh, three what should be great games. They play the winner or the loser of Michigan and Memphis on Thursday. And if they win tonight, they will play at 4 o'clock tomorrow, and then they'll play at 6.30 tomorrow if they end up losing to this point. So you got Cowboys, you got Egg Bowl, you got Arkansas basketball. Not only do you have the Thanksgiving holiday to look forward to, the best food holiday of the year, but you also have, again, this uh, this Arkansas basketball team that you'll get a chance to watch at this a point. nap and leftovers got to be somewhere in there, too. Yep, that's uh, all part of tomorrow's schedule. Baseball team signed 19 guys, ranked inside the top 20 of perfect games rankings yesterday. You got 10 pitchers, 9 position players. You got a dude from Australia. You went all over the place. Seven guys from Arkansas, two from Cali, one from Georgia, one from Kansas, one from Missouri, Nebraska, Oklahoma, and Texas. So once again, Dave Van Horn kind of going all over the place to get some baseball guys for this upcoming roster. Last year, you had the number one class. You didn't get all those guys to campus. This year, we're at 18. That's a good, difficult thing about baseball. Is like even if you sign the best class in the country, and we saw last year, guys a lot of times just don't make it to campus, and it's been prevalent in other years as well. Yeah, and uh, you know, and baseball is the hardest because of the timing of all of it. You know, sometimes you you know because of where the draft sat and the guys you go after. But you, you got to ask the prettiest girls to the dance, and uh, that's what Dave Van Horn's been doing. But it sure makes the job harder. Yep, it absolutely does. Basketball team, uh, women's basketball team, got some news. Talia Scott was named freshman of the week. Averaged twenty five points and four rebounds in three games last week. Nearly shot fifty percent. They play Wisconsin on. Friday at 1 o'clock. I'm forgetting the site where that is, but I know that's when they play it, Friday at uh, 1 at this point. Last thing here, Hog Volleyball back in action tonight. Last game of the season at Barnhill Arena. Both teams inside the top 10 as they take on Kentucky. That's at 7 o'clock on the SEC Network Plus. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell.
Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Clay, what's going on, man? Getting ready for Thanksgiving, I would guess, in the Henry household tomorrow? Yeah, got a lot of plans, got a lot of stuff to do today, and got up early this morning, got the two chickens out of the deep freeze, and and they're beginning to thaw. They'll be ready to go tomorrow when I put them on the smoker with the ribs. Yeah. Ty say, did he say chickens? Yeah, he said chickens. No turkey this, this season? No, we don't do turkey. Okay. Well, that's Doesn't it. taste as good as chicken. I would probably be <laughs> with you on that. We do two whole chickens, and then I put them on a rack down low, and then I put ribs and a pork roast up high, and mm. let that let that pork fat baste those chickens. Don't tell anybody. That's <laughs> just the uh, the thousands yeah, the, of the listeners who just heard that. The lady, well, no, the ladies are all asleep, so they think it's going to be. You know, lean chicken. You uh, got that pork fat working. Now nah, you don't have to tell them at this point. Well, Clay, <laughs> Friday, uh, hopefully Arkansas fans will be full and happy following the, the game against Missouri at I'm 3 sure o'clock. They will. Yeah. Um, and uh, again, looking at this game, I found it interesting. I was listening not only to Sam Pittman earlier this week, but Eli Drinkwoods. Here, here's what he described this rivalry as. It's kind of the, the Branson game. I think it's a really a great part of college football, an opportunity to compete for the Battle Line Trophy and to have bragging rights for, for this game. I know in Branson and, and uh, Lake of the Ozarks, there's always Arkansas and Missouri flags flying, especially when I'm there in the summer. So obviously this is a big game for us. So you think about it from Missouri's vantage point. They don't have the border war anymore against Kansas. They don't have any other trophy games. There's really no other rivalry that they have to look forward to every year. For Arkansas, it's your third trophy game of the season. Arkansas fans really have not bought into this rivalry yet, and I don't blame them. I mean, how much more do you think Missouri values this game over Arkansas, and how, how much has that maybe played into Arkansas's losing streak since 2012, or losses since 2012. Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, it's, um, I think it's a game that the week you play it, you get excited about it, but I'm not sure that, you know, it's it's not a game that either side spends the year looking forward to. Um, you know, it, if, if some more things happen in recruiting, maybe so, but it, I don't feel that right now. In other words, I, I haven't, the people that I'm around in North Arkansas, they, they haven't spent the year, you know, rubbing their hands together and saying, yeah, we want Missouri. And that's the way a rivalry game is. And it, will it ever be like that? I doubt it. I, I, I think it's contrived. Uh, the trophy was, um, you know, it's it's a neat trophy. Congratulations to David Basil. I mean, I, I'm never going to take anything away from David. He's just doing things that people ask him to do. Um, but I, I saw the Missouri fans storm the field when they beat Kansas State. Kansas State, I would have guessed, it was, is their substitute for Kansas right now. And that they're not going to look at that uh, Missouri. Now, Eli's from Arkansas, so I get it. I think he probably looks at it as a, as a big game. Well, all you need to know about the battle line rivalry, it was <laughs> contrived by Jeff Long. So that's all you need to say yeah, about, I mean, in, about in, the in battle the line SEC rivalry. office. I, yeah. There's no doubt the SEC office. And 
you know, the sponsor of the Battle Line Rivalry is an insurance company from Columbia, Missouri. Mm-hmm. But and they have I'm, a lot of offices. They're, they're my office insurance though. company. I yeah, mean, I'm not going to give them too. any, any yeah. publicity because uh, they didn't pay me for it. So well, I'm not gonna it's tell, shelter I'm not insurance, anything. and they pay us. No, I don't so. know what it is. Well, I do. It's shelter I'm just, insurance. I'm joking. You know I am. So we got a lot yeah, of hey, Scott Tabor is well, our guy. He's one yeah. of the good ones. We got many of the good ones. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, uh, Tabes. You know, we we went through many of them, then we came up with Tabor. But uh, they anyway, were that's another story. They were uh, talking to the players last night. Uh, a couple things. One, this is the last SEC West, SEC East game that they are played. Dominique and KJ were like, ah, don't really matter. And it's actually, guys, exactly. It's the, it's the last SEC on CBS weekend. It's the last time Arkansas will be against Missouri on CBS. Last Iron Bowl will be on CBS next year. You move all to ABC and whatnot. Yeah. And I don't know I, that fans really care about that. I don't, I mean. Well, traditionally, you look forward. It's like, man, we got the CBS game. Yeah. This is awesome. But then and, it, 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 yeah, it'll be the ABC in, game. In the future, right? we'll say, oh, this is cool. It's the ABC 230 game. You know, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. They just care about it being on TV. Yeah, and I would say of any, they put probably put on the best product of any ESPN, I agree with that. ABC or anything to that point. CBS but puts on a better telecast. With, with you talking about, Clay, the, the pairing that the SEC made with Arkansas and Missouri, we know Arkansas and Missouri are going to be baseball uh, permanent opponents moving forward along with Ole Miss. It's going to be that case in basketball, and it's going to be that case in football. Um, does this new cycle that we have with Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC does that up it at all? The fact that we know that this is not this wasn't just a ten year permanent opponent, I and mean, this is going to be the permanent opponent for an undisclosed period of time. Does that even up it even more, or will it transition to that point, or is it always just going to be just some contrived rivalry that's never going to be worth anything? Missouri baseball does not move the needle, correct? And they play in a dump. They're not going to change that. That baseball isn't, you know, isn't important to them. Um, you know, they they've got a great coach that's in their alumni base, and they've not made one move to try to hire him, and that's Tony Vitell. And that's all you need to know about Missouri baseball. Not a priority. Yeah. Well, I'm talking, yeah, and again, I'm transitioning this back to football with the idea that they're going to be your permanent baseball opponent. Yeah. Next, well, it's the best rivalry. The baseball part is not. Yeah, it isn't. There's nothing about that that moves the needle. You're going to go up there every other year, and you're going to pound their butts. Yeah, and it's not. You know that they're going to come to to Fayetteville, and you're going to sweep them three. Yeah. Basketball's and, been the best part of Arkansas versus Missouri. They played longer, number one. Played more times, and they've had. And, they, and there and there was and they've been decent. You know, for a long was, period of time. There was a part of that rivalry for a number of years that that made it interesting because Arkansas took their coach. Yeah. Who is it pretty easy to debate who's in better shape right now with Texas and Oklahoma joining the league with Drinkwitz and Pittman just based on their current standing cuz you said this a year ago I think the answer even though that Missouri Beach at the tail end would have there would have been more people on Pittman's point or Pittman's camp to this point. Well, is it's it, it's always what you've done lately in Missouri is in better position. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, all you got to do is look at the record. This is that's not rocket science. I mean, it's it's Missouri is on a good run right now. Yeah. Um, and are they going to be good next year? I don't know. It'll probably depend on their quarterback play, and you know that those kind of things make a big big difference. Yeah. You have a quarterback one year, next year you don't, and your team rises and falls to that level. I mean, yeah. Eli was on the hot seat heading into this year. He stayed no it question. all. 
He got no himself question. out of the hot water. Yeah. The advantage that, that that's that, the biggest surprise in the SEC, which correct. tells you that they, you know, they weren't on a big run coming into the year. Right. They've had twelve good weeks. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and even in losses, they've looked good. Well, and they're perfectly good weeks, perfectly situated between Kansas City and St. Louis, and their recruiting should always be good. I mean, get some out of Springfield, and and, and that state has a bigger population base and two metro areas that uh, flank the school's location, they they should do better than they've been doing. And they finally kind of had the season they should in a what's been a weaker East. I don't know their schedule top to bottom next year, but they've had the advantage of playing a, a less dominant schedule than Arkansas has had to play in the West. Yeah, here, here's, here's the, the thing that I will say about Missouri. They have proven that you can get it done. They have proven to Arkansas they can be right there next mm-hmm. year. And you bring in the right guys in the portal. You get your offensive line fixed. You have good quarterback play. They they did it on defense. So that's the model for Arkansas right now. And they, they can look and see where Missouri was last year and where they were starting the year. And, you know, you, you're not as far away as people want to say. Um, and when I say people, I mean, it's, it's, it's not the people that I listen to. Uh, I think the, the ones that understand football can see that, you know, it's, it's a game that you better be good everywhere. And in the portal, you can fix everything. There's not any, any question. And I think they, they misjudged what they had in the offensive line and thought they would be okay and that the young players with a little experience would be really good by this time of the year. And then next year, those same young players, you know, develop when they're juniors and seniors. They think they tout, they recruited well. Uh, those guys just not ready for whatever reason. You know, there's three or four of them that were large when they came in and they lowered their weight just like they did with Brandon Burlesworth, and I could name some others, Ricky Stromberg, and then they built them back up. They're not built back up yet. You know, you, you lose that baby fat, and then you put it on lean muscle. And when they get there, those guys have the ability to play in this league, but they're too, they're, they're too light. They get pushed around too much. Um, so, but I, I mean, I think they're probably going to bring in some guys in the portal, don't you? Well, they've already got one commit, uh, Keyshawn Blackstaw. Tommy was saying they might get – he was thinking I, they might get 8 to 10. Well, that's what I think they need to do. Uh, yeah. I'm not no, saying that's I, what they're I'm going to do. Just exactly what they did with the defensive line. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they need 8 or 10 – at least 8 guys. I mean, because I, I, I think you need you need to find four new starters at least. It also is curious to see who ends up coming back because I know Brady Latham and Bo Limber have an extra year of eligibility, as does Hudson Clark, as does uh, your quarterback. You brought up the quarterback with uh, K.J. Jefferson as well. So a lot of guys, again, um, interested to see if they walk on senior day and if they decide, you know, I want another one of these, something that plays into Friday as well. Let's go to the McClarty Daniel Hotline and welcome in Kenny, who is in Panama City this morning. Kenny, welcome in. Happy Thanksgiving. Good morning. Happy Thanksgiving. How are y'all? Good, man. Uh, first, I have a, 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 a quick beef, and then I have a, a question about uh, uh, the one Razorback NIL, I guess, website. But my beef first is the first few games, 
basketball games this year have all been on ESPN Plus or SEC Network Plus. What's annoying about that is you can't record it, and I've been working during those times. And if I or if I'm busy doing other things, I'll, I you can pause it. But if you come back and the game's over, it just jumps to whatever's playing next, and you can't see the end of the game or anything like that. So I'm just I'm annoyed with how you can't record those online games. But uh, you're right. My yes. Um, my nil question is: I keep on seeing people saying. Uh, What's the NIL thing that you can donate to and everything else? And I I was looking and I see the one, I, I think it's one Razorback NIL.com or something like that. One Arkansas, but yeah. One Arkansas, okay, thank you. Uh, you. You donate the money to it and they do outreach things is what I, I was reading, but does any of that money that gets donated, does it actually go to the players or do they just, does it go to whatever they're going to uh, do community service for with it? That is we it. Know? That, that That's a good question. So I was on that website and we appreciate your call, Keenan. I was on the website earlier this week. As I can't speak to this as like as staunchly as I probably should at this point. Maybe I do some research in the next couple of days. My understanding is you don't there you can't when when I looked on the website there was no specific button for football, basketball, baseball, women's basketball, whatever. It's just a again, you, you send you the, can't earmark. Yeah, you yeah. can't earmark it. If I was gonna earmark it, it would be to football to be quite honest at this point. I have seen things um where there are different uh, community service projects and outreach looks like they do community service and through those projects they get paid a what is it normally a disproportionate amount of money what relative to the actual self which what which used to be illegal in arkansas's basketball program went through that where players were being overpaid but now that's exactly legal play yeah. i mean it's just it's just a crazy world yeah the, the players get the money yeah. and then they do go do the community service yeah. right that's the uh, that's that's my understanding on that. In yeah. regards to what Kenny was talking about in streaming, I like so many others get frustrated when something's on. You're on ESPNU tonight. You're not on the streaming. Uh, the feature that you've spoken to and I've talked about before is you do have the replay. There's a there's a tab there's on an e- on demand. Yeah, yep. if you go to ESPN's app, there's an on demand tab. And once the game concludes, you'll find the Arkansas basketball, or if it's on foot, if it's football on streaming, you'll find the football as well. Um, hey, I'm gonna give you my beef with with the streaming app and and when you have to go to the Network Plus or ESPN Plus, they know where your IP address is coming from, right? I mean, the technology's built in. They know I'm in Arkansas. But yet, oftentimes, you've got to search through 19 volleyball games, yeah. a swim meet, a gymnastics meet, and 15 other games you don't care anything about to find the Arkansas versus, you know, FIU game or Arkansas versus whoever game. Why can't they just make it easy? If I'm in Texas, it pull up the games in that region. If I'm in Arkansas, pull up the games in that region. That's the one thing about that app I really can't stand. And oftentimes, I'll just go to the SEC and sort them that way. But, yeah, it's hard to navigate if you can find them on demand. But it's still not as easy to navigate as if you could record them like you can with a DVR. Yeah, no question about it. Luckily, again, ESPNU tonight, you're going to be on CBS for the football game on Friday and I had down. I think I had down the other channels for the uh, for the basketball game tomorrow. You're either going to play 
think it was like four. You'll play it. Uh, it's on ESPN tomorrow at four if you win, and then on ESPNU at six thirty if you lose. Hopefully, you win. Uh, this was brought to our attention. Tommy made this point earlier in the the show. Clay, if they win tonight, there's an opportunity. If they win tomorrow, there's an opportunity where they could close out against North Carolina in the championship for the battle for Atlanta. So you could have potentially a setup where not only will you play either Memphis or Michigan tomorrow night. But to close with North Carolina and then welcome in Duke, two blue bloods. That'd be a that'd be a fun little <laughs> scenario be, for yeah. Arkansas. These next you could play Michigan, week. North Carolina, and Duke in three games. Yeah. <laughs> wow, be pretty. Yeah, crazy. that's never that's never oh. happened outside the NCAA tournament. I don't. I bet no one's had to play that those three in a row. When you think about Jawan Howard, who's the head coach of Michigan, <laughs> who you had to beat in '95. Uh, North Carolina, I think, is Rasheed Walsh and Jerry Stackhouse were on that '95 Elite Eight team, and of course Duke in the national championships. And uh, Z was telling us again, Duke is not not just the uh, national championship you won in '94, but we know what happened in '90. Uh, we know what happened in the Elite Eight a couple years ago in San Francisco. I mean, it seems like every time you play these guys, it's a marquee matchup this is the the loan outside that nit tip off uh 91 this is like the loan regular season matchup that you well it's the first time they've been in bud walton yeah. so that that's that's important too it's a huge part of this but we're yeah. excited about that tonight and excited about that duke game next week and your you, your ranking fell to 20 you got a chance to to bring that back up i think in kim palms i read what 29 i think is where they're at now so right. you know th- th- those things aren't paramount at this point but could be tiebreakers. Could be edge. Edge could make the difference in an edge over another team for a seed come March. So these games are important, but they're not paramount, Clay. Yeah, what's really important is if they fix their defense, and if if they if they play the way they they did the last two games, they're going to have a bunch of losses in a row. And I mean, I don't see them playing up to the level of the teams that are about to play. If they can't guard the three-point line and they don't have a rim protector, and uh, Mitchell is a rim protector, but he wasn't on the floor for very many minutes in the last game. He cannot. I mean, he did some basic, fundamental things wrong. A guy's driving down the lane, you can't chop down. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just as simple as that. And um, he he didn't do that last year, so that was really interesting to to see that those flaws pop in. Yeah. Having seen a, a Muslim defense that didn't understand how to 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 stop the pick and roll, I bet they get that fixed. Yeah. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.